Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Luke. And this is The Parent Diaries. We're an English guy and an Irish girl that fell in love, got married, and now we're ready to start a family. This podcast is our honest account of becoming first-time parents as we navigate the slightly terrifying but equally exciting journey to parenthood. It will cover everything from fertility and trying to conceive right through to the baby arriving. Now, we're not celebrities, we're not doctors, we're not midwives, and so far we've collectively held a baby about three times. But we're going on this journey no matter what, so you may as well come along for the ride. Hello, welcome to the final episode of The Parent Diaries, season one I should say, we're going we're gonna to continue. Yeah. Our journey doesn't just end out there, we're not giving the baby back or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to continue where we left off, which was being discharged from the hospital and we thought we were in the clear basically, we thought mm. right, we're going to take our, our new baby boy Lachlan home and it's going to be fun times yeah. and everything is going to be perfect. There's going to be three of us plus Luna the cat mm-hmm. and we're going to live happily ever after. Uh, oh no, that's just where it begins. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, this is what no one tells you. Again, we don't want to put any like pessimistic slants on mm. you know having a newborn baby and all the rest of it. But as we've always said throughout the entire podcast journey, this is going to be a real account yeah. of what actually happens. And we'll talk about all the stuff that people do brush over a little bit because they don't want to you know discourage people yeah i think for me having had the experience we've had in the last while since lockdown was born it has been very apparent that people don't necessarily tell you i think the the full raw account of how things are um and yeah people talk about oh it's gonna be tough and you're gonna be sleep deprived it's a whole different thing in reality at least it has been for us so i think this podcast particularly the next season when we actually talk about or the trials and tribulations will be, I think, a really useful resource for people who are pregnant and about to have a baby. If sure. we do say so ourselves. No, I genuinely do. <laughs> no, I, I, this, do, I do this, think this you're is, right. This is, the, this is the legit down low that you're getting, basically. I, I definitely think so, yeah. So uh, just quickly on season two, we're, after, after this episode, we are going to take a well-deserved break mm. well at least for Kate anyway a well-deserved break and just get to know Lachlan Lachlan get to know us get settled basically and just get settled yeah. into into the new life because it is really crazy you literally one day are living your life and the next minute you your life has completely changed yeah. and you have this new life basically that mm. you have to adjust to it's there's no comparing like our existence pre and post Lachlan it is a whole other world is how I describe it. Yeah, and people do tell, say that. I, I've had people say to me like, "Oh, you know, you're two different people. You're you're the person before you have kids and the person you are after mm-hmm. you have kids. Both in the way that your life changes, but then also your outlook on life yeah. and your perspective too." And I hundred percent see that. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if I've gone, you know, through the looking glass, <laughs> and I am in Wonderland now. That's a good way of describing it. And this season has been a crazy ride, so we're going to take a little bit of time off season two we are going to pick up with well i suppose it's actual parenting isn't it yeah so i guess what we're talking about today is week zero basically or so yeah the first week coming back from the hospital because it was quite eventful for us it won't be for everyone but we're going to cover some of the things you know (laughs) some of the events that happen because essentially they do just let you take a baby home from the hospital and then you go there you go and you're not completely on your own and we'll talk about some of the things that go on and how you get the support and all the rest of it and and what the next stages are once you have your baby at least from what happened to us anyway yeah and then obviously season two is 
taking you through everything from that point onwards basically yes the actual parenting and there's some good topics we're going to cover including the whole breastfeeding adventure if you can call it adventure or nightmare as as some people would call it as well because that again is one of these subjects that gets brushed over a little bit as if you're just going to take to it like a duck to water and so and and the baby will yeah we're sorry to talk across you we have said before that for some people it can be a really straightforward easy experience yeah but not many i would say i'd say there's a lot of common issues and we will dedicate a whole episode to breastfeeding we will go through that we'll also go through the baby blues and postnatal depression and we'll also cover baby development and different stages of Mm. development because there's so much that happens they describe it as the fourth trimester these for the first 12 weeks postpartum they're still growing at a crazy rate and continue to beyond that there's lots to talk about within Mm. that as well and some of it will cross over with what we're going to cover today including some of the sleep deprivation stuff Mm -hmm. and getting into a routine i suppose we should talk about it it's so hard to get into a routine because there isn't isn't really a routine everything is constantly changing so you're just trying out loads of different things to see what kind of sticks you're trying to follow the guidance follow the everything that your midwives and the people in the hospitals are telling you which are often like sometimes it conflicts (laughs) sometimes but actually in addition to that it's getting to know your baby and, and it's getting to know your baby they, that, that's the main thing isn't it yeah, yeah. They, they dictate so much and in uh, baby land a week feels like a year guys oh, especially if you're breastfeeding and you're doing all the nights I actually said this to you earlier like so we've had him a couple of weeks now it feels like double that now because I've been awake both day and night so I'm essentially yeah, seeing yeah, it as yeah. double <laughs> the time that's passed or it feels that way yeah it's mad yeah. so we should chronological order we last left off we were leaving the hospital, we were discharged. Yeah. What happens when you leave the hospital is they basically immediately arrange a visit with the midwife the next yeah. day. So the midwife comes around to your home and they basically just assess the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mum. And the mum, well. of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really, really important. They also assess the mum as well. Mm-hmm. So we had the midwife come over. Our midwife was really nice. Yeah. She came over. She spent quite a lot of time with us on reflection. I hadn't realised how long Yeah, in reality, it should only be like a half what half-hour appointment. Yeah, um, maybe a bit I mean, she was here for probably over an hour. Yeah. I mean, I reckon half of that was trying to get a breath back from taking the stairs. I know. We, yeah. we, we live on the 14th floor of a big apartment block, and I, I don't she, know why she thought I she would just take she the stairs. Really fit. Yeah, I think she yeah, tries yeah. to work in like little fitness things. When we buzzed her in, and she was taking quite a lot of time to get like, up, and I was like, is the lift like, yeah. taking a lot of time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she appeared very disheveled, sweaty out of breath and I, I was like is she, she okay I don't even think she looked that disheveled I thought she like, did I think she just was like sorry she was out of breath so that was pretty much it but yeah fair uh, yeah so that maybe that's why she took so long well actually no part of the reason she did the kind of headstone look at Lachlan yeah. she was pretty happy with him for the most part she was pretty happy with you for the most part as well mm. so things things were going well they have this device they have the same device in the hospital and it basically looks at the baby's skin for jaundice so it's bilirubin I think is the name of the Bil- Bil- well bilirubin is what can cause jaundice if you have yeah. too much bilirubin it built up yeah so it basically measures on the skin and her device wasn't working and long story short <laughs> she yeah of course she basically said oh look if he was a little bit lethargic in the hospital and they said he had a little bit of jaundice she held him up to the light and said i can see a little bit but because i can't measure it i think she was kind of being safe yeah i think she probably between her and the doctor who had looked at him the day before i think she felt he was more jaundiced oh Oh, lachlan Lachlan Lachlan. disagrees um more jaundiced than the doctor had but yeah probably given the experience we'd had in the hospital she recommended that we go back to hospital but this time oh take a visit down to baby a and e um, aka 
hell number two. <laughs> yeah. The name post-labor award. Satan's holiday home. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it, it was. Satan's pretty, holiday home. It was that. pretty, pretty horrendous. Yeah. So we, uh, we, we both looked at each other. We were like, really? Look. I felt so awful though for some of those kids that were in there. Oh, you go in. There were screaming kids everywhere. Yeah. Essentially, after an hour, Kate got triaged, and they basically separated Kate off from everyone else because of. Uh, I think it was because you hadn't had vaccines or, or no, no. Like he hands. wasn't vaccinated yeah. sorry yeah. he wasn't vaccinated so they separated him off from all the other screaming kids which in hindsight was probably worse because we were put into a little area the curtain was pulled and we were kind of forgotten about it. I agree with you about us getting forgotten about but it w- there was no air conditioning in the waiting room we would have literally died if we've been there five hours yeah yeah so but we probably were in a better place yeah. but but as Kate said we were there for about five hours because yeah. uh, again everyone knows the, the pressure that the NHS is under the understaffing right. and we, yeah. we saw it firsthand in the sense that they were doing regular announcements yeah. over the tannoy saying it will be five hours from to when see. you register to see a, a paediatrician basically yeah. so by this point it was late in the evening I mean I think it was 10 or 11 o'clock at night yeah. and we eventually got seen by a paediatrician and she was lovely she um, she put our minds at rest she she, she said actually the jaundice is not an issue it's several levels below yeah. what was um, considered to needed treatment yeah. so that was absolutely fine and what something that the triage nurse had mentioned actually was that the weight loss that because she weighed Lachlan and Lachlan on day two had actually lost I think it was eight percent of his birth weight yeah. birth weight which newborns do lose some weight in the yeah. first few weeks and i think the first weigh-in is not until day, day five. five so this is day two day two yeah. yeah so and and the threshold is about 10 percent. so they say yeah. you know you can 10% lose 10 percent before they say right you need a feeding plan yeah oh no okay lachlan is now happy now because <laughs> he, he's being fed by his mum yeah. which is great so yeah he objected a lot mm-hmm. uh this is this is life now we we yeah. have to have lachlan on the podcast with us because babies just need to be with you the whole time um, <laughs> At least he needs to be fed 24 freaking 7. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So she basically gave us a feeding plan or a bulking plan, as I like to call yeah. it. She recommended that rather than trying to breastfeed, which wasn't going that, that well. We hadn't um, established it. Like, had not been established mm. since uh, leaving the hospital. She recommended actually just formula feeding Lachlan first yeah. and then topping up with the breast. And her logic was... It's about getting food into him now. And when he has more energy, he'll be more effective at attempting breastfeeding. And it yeah. actually made sense. So the idea being that they get a little bit stronger, their jaw yeah. muscles get stronger after a, f- uh, a few weeks of you know putting on some weight. Yeah. And they'll be yeah more efficient at yeah. actually draining the breast, getting more milk out, yeah. essentially. Because I didn't know this, but basically, like babies are really efficient at getting oh, milk yeah. out of the boob. What we were hand expressing, like colostrum... Mm obviously a little bit of, it was starting to turn to milk at that point and you know the tiny amount we were getting out is nothing compared to what babies get yeah. out i think for every say 100 mils that you can express like pump or hand express babies will do three or four times that yep they're little milk monsters yeah. essentially she also worked out how much formula we should be giving him based on his birth weight they do it all based on birth weight and it worked out at around, I think it was 55 mils, yeah. something like that. You will become an expert in milliliters and ounces yeah. and weighing things up, basically. Yeah. So I would, I would actually, I would recommend people getting a set of like scales mm. and just whacking a bottle on there if it becomes an issue with and the breastfeeding is is, mm. is becoming an issue. And you do need a formula feed and yeah, just weighing everything out. We also used this really good app called My Baby Tracker. I don't think it's a really good app. I think it's really good. No, can I just explain why? Go on. You know why. If you have more than one person who needs access to it and 
to add information or record information on it, you can't. Yeah, it can only be on one person's phone. But if you're into your stats, it's very good for that. You can input all their feeds, whether it be breastfeeding or formula bottles, uh, express mm-hmm. milk. You can also put in all the nappy changes, yeah. wet, dirty nappies, times, all that sort of stuff. And it comes up with this little chart and tracker and all mm-hmm. the rest of it. So we did find it useful because anytime a medical professional asked us, what has he done, blah, yeah. blah, blah, we were able to show them immediately yeah. and not have to think about Oh, how many has he done yeah, today? That was you. You were really focused on that in the first week or so, in particular. You were like all about. Recording. Well, you were too. Kate was literally um, because we will come on to it. But I was essentially sleeping in the other room. Still are and continue to do so just because of the the sleep deprivation. I've gone back to work now and. I wake up in the morning to a lovely text message from Kate. And I think, oh, that's really sweet. Like, she's obviously missing me because I'm in the other room. And there was a photo attached to the message. I opened the photo thinking it's going to be of Lachlan and Kate beautifully lying there in bed. Uh, but no, it was a dirty nappy. Yeah, well, it's just easier. I don't have to describe it. Take a photo, send it. You know the time. You know what it was. Exactly. To be fair, I did actually put it in the app and it was great. Because I could then show it to all the doctors there who love that sort go. of stuff. So we came away from hospital with our plan in hand and we were very diligent with it because we knew we had another midwife appointment on day five, which yeah. is the, the way the way in that counts, basically. Yeah, um, it's technically the first time a newborn would be weighed after they're initially weighed. Yeah, yeah. It was just because we went to a they did a weigh in, which actually was probably quite beneficial. Yeah, we, it kind of gave us a heads up to be proactive sooner rather than later. So. Definitely. Mm. And in hindsight, that definitely helped, actually, mm. um, get him on, getting him on the baby scales. So we were very diligent over the next few days and we were essentially waking up in the night and even if he didn't wake us, mm. we were waking him up as well. Mm-hmm. Every three hours, it was a feed, basically, yeah. and making sure we got in those 55 mils plus whatever we could get in from you breastfeeding. But at this point, it was still quite hard. Yeah, but I was expressing. So we were doing a mix of formula and express milk. Yeah, but I remember there wasn't that much milk. Mm, I think because my milk came in on day three stroke four, there was at least a day of giving him a couple of bottles. Yeah, and we should talk about the milk coming in because that was a journey in itself when the milk comes in because we did... uh, get told that when the milk comes in, um, Kate would be feeling a little bit more emotional, a little bit more hormonal as well as a result. But God, that does not prepare you for that. Nope. What was to come. Yeah. (laughs) You you want to talk about how you were feeling at that point. It's, as you say, people tell you what, that it's going to be quite a roller coaster, but nothing prepares you. Everything felt like the most overwhelming thing ever. It's basically a huge hormonal shift that is happening postpartum uh, i can't remember which hormones are reducing which are increasing but it happens at a like lightning speed and basically the result of that is just you people talk about baby blues in the first week and two or, or two weeks but this is kind of normally where it begins so around the time your milk comes in when we say your milk comes in obviously we've been we spoke about colostrum before but this is more it looks more like what you would describe as milk but basically you wake up one morning, normally it's day three, and your breasts are completely engorged. So they're really swollen, a bit hot to touch, uh, and very tight. And it was horrible. I'm not going to lie. I was just like, what the hell? And again, just wasn't prepared for it, even though I knew to expect it to happen. Um, and yeah, you're just feeling super emotional. So I cried at everything, like, and anything. Yeah, it was tough. It was very tough, especially for, you know, me as Kate's partner, like, to see that 
that and it's very hard to do to console her at yeah. all because it wasn't really I mean I suppose it was a little bit over the whole um, traumatic experience that we have in during yeah. birth as well but and then A&E and, and all the rest of it as well my too so not that really working yeah like, so all that di- all that kind of was build was building up yeah but it it was just a massive cascade of emotions that yeah. came out like I've never seen you that emotional yeah. before I, I've never seen me yeah. that way usually you're cool as a cucumber so yeah but yeah <laughs> so that is something difficult thing to manage I guess the first week but it do, you do level out probably I think it took me two weeks to properly start leveling out again I would say so I would, yeah. I would say like to, and even then there's still there's still moments where yeah. you're going to feel more emotional but that for me is sleep deprivation and, and fluctuating hormones because of the breastfeeding as well because I think that also has a, an impact yeah oh definitely 100% it does yeah so there there's a lot of things going on in that first week Mm. you know when you come back from hospital you've got a lot of you're juggling a lot of balls basically and for us it was all about getting to this day five appointment we were we got a bit obsessed with getting his weight up essentially we went on down to our midwife appointment and to be fair the community midwives are are lovely really really nice different team to the one i saw antenatally yeah so again the continuity of care on the nhs might not necessarily be there depending on where you are what trust you're with and all the rest of it i'm happy that we ended up with this team rather than the last they're they're, they're great they basically go through how mum and baby are doing the usual checks that they're doing and they weighed lachlan and great news he put on weight he actually went from being six pounds two ounces mm. in A&E just a few days earlier to six pounds seven mm. ounces so he was putting on weight getting towards his birth weight again yeah. they usually say that it, it's it's what three weeks or something like that to, was it, to kind of get back to get to back birth to birth weight, weight is I it i think it can like take that. up to three months to be honest it varies from baby and to baby so much weight the baby's lost exactly that yeah. too but eight percent i mean was within kind of tolerance levels so yeah so essentially our bulking plan Mm-hmm. was working yeah no it was good <laughs> he was, it was getting a, them it gains was a real positive moment getting that news it was a big win another really big win was the advice that the midwife gave you during the appointment yeah. about breastfeeding because yeah. Kate, so she she was basically observing us me and Lockman and what we were doing mm-hmm. basically breastfeeding and like there were things that she was ruling out so she's like do, has my milk come in yes do I have like like an undersupply, no, because I've been expressing mm. and I told her how much milk I was getting yep. out. Has he got a tongue tie? Has he got a, tongue has he got a strong suck reflex? Yeah, and is he opening his mouth wide yeah. enough? And the so answer was actually, yes to all these things. Yeah, so we were all a little bit baffled, um, so much so that that midwife actually brought in another midwife to get her to observe what was going on. However, in the end, it was the original midwife who kind of looked and she's like, I don't think he's latching onto your nipples, so try shields, which I did. And lo and behold... He latched on, no issues whatsoever. Started breastfeeding. I cried in the appointment. Well, that's quite an emotional moment, to be fair. Like yeah. it was like you know when your baby actually starts feeding from you, and yeah. you can look and see that they're getting all those nutrients and all the rest of it. Like yeah. it's nice. Like it's a yeah. nice feeling, like it's bonding. Just, and she was lovely. This midwife really, really kind of yeah. She was exactly what I needed in the moment. So that was a, another positive kind of development, I guess, and it meant. In the days that followed, we continued to feed Lachlan, so a combination of me expressing breast milk now and breastfeeding. So we kind of started to taper off the the formula feeding, which was, I think, something we both had wanted to get to if we could. Um, Because I've been concerned about the breastfeeding so far, I had actually booked in a lactation consultant 
so this lady, she was, she was really, really good. She came along and similarly to the midwife, observed us, asked us a couple of questions, assessed the feeding plan that we were still on, all that stuff. And she gave us some recommendations and helped me with a couple of uh, positions, breastfeeding positions that were really good. But one of the things she did do was weigh Lachlan. And we discovered, because that was only like three days after the midwife appointment, right? Yeah, this was pretty much the end of the week, week, the, the, the week zero, if you like. Yeah. Um, so he got one final extra weigh in. And uh, yeah. that was great news because, again, he'd put on a lot more weight. And, and he'd he actually go. To his birthday. Yeah, he was literally back to birth weight. Back to the start. Yeah. And, there is, and there is a lot of this with a newborn. And it may sound like we're obsessing over feeding and this, that, the other, but it does become an obsession. Well, it's what all the healthcare professionals are asking you about and it's one of the ways they um, assess how they're doing like, yeah yeah plus how many nappies they have and just a word on the nappies actually i have become a bit of a nappy pro you um, are if, I, if i do say so myself yeah. i thought i was going to be awful because i'm a little bit ocd with cleanliness and yeah, actually like that sort of cleanliness. actually do you know what it must be all those love hormones that get me through it yeah. because i actually find the nappies fine I'm in fact i volunteer impressed. for nappies and so just to give you guys a sense of where Luke started, the first nappy change he did was with some gloves. But I think you quickly realised the number of nappies. That wasn't practical. Yeah, <laughs> the number of nappies that you'd have to change with a new set of gloves every time. You're like, no, I've just got to do this. And I've also managed to avoid any, because we're a newborn boy, they tell you, oh, yeah. you need to make sure that you're aiming that thing down. And when you're changing, when them. you're changing them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've managed to avoid being peed on a so few times I, by doing that. Although... I've been dicing with death a little bit a few uh, times lately. Yeah, no, I haven't been using anything. So has he has he weed whilst not in a nappy on changing? Yes, he has. Okay. Yeah, but do you know what? I learned a good tip. Apparently, what you do is you use get the, the new one. No, no, no. You get oh. the wipe, and as you're taking oh. off the nappy, Put what the you do wipe. is you wipe him just above his pee pee, and apparently that basically causes them to go because the cold air why and like the exposure pee? causes them to actually go pee that's why they pee when you well, open so you up the nappy before you take the nappy off so as i take the nappy off ah. i give him a little wipe just to see you got anything for me bud and then <laughs> and then normally he will go or he won't go yeah, yeah yeah so there you go good tip for any like dads out there tip. or partners or, or, or mums or, or mums yeah. yeah exactly yeah I'm just presuming the dads are going to help out with the nappies. Yeah, yeah well, so. exactly. And like, we'll talk about it in more detail in future episodes in season two, but just that kind of role that each parent plays in like the fourth trimester is a really tricky one because especially if you're a breastfeeding mother, there's only so much the da- dad can do. Um, and what you found yourself doing, as you said, is a lot of the nappies... A bit of the birthing. Yeah, more of the practical stuff as well, so yeah. more household kind of jobs and all the rest of it too. You will find what you need to do to help. And speaking of help, we... I don't know whether I mentioned it on the podcast, but I, I originally would have liked to have just been me, Lachlan and Kate for the first couple of weeks. And I had this idealistic view that it was going to be happy families and that we wouldn't need anyone else. I was wrong. <laughs> Use your support network. Yeah. That is my biggest tip for uh, new parents. Is, is that, you know, if you've got people close by, friends and family, then 100% the moment, the first few days, like lean on them because yeah. everyone needs help. Yeah. And I'm, I'm one of the most independent people when it comes to, like, I, we, I never take any we help. We are generally when it comes to everything in life. Yeah. But this has been the one thing that's really knocked us to the point where we're like, okay, we need other people. Yeah, oh, definitely. definitely You definitely need yeah. to rely on other people just because it's, it's very overwhelming when you yeah. first 
start out ideally you know if those people have had babies as well got some experience yeah. even better if not then just put them to work in the kitchen you know get, get get them making some meals for you yeah. or like you know doing some washing up or something yeah. like that basically but it can really really help um or even just doing a shop for you so yeah 100 percent. we yeah we had kate's parents come visit us and then my mum also came too yeah. and it was all a big help and a big boost for us as well each yeah. time we saw someone a shout out to mum and dad you were absolutely legend it did grocery really. shopping to like cleaning the flat all that jazz it really it really helped so with that if i was to summarize the first week or even first few weeks it is basically not linear progression every day brings different challenges and you feel like you're taking two steps forward one step back or one step forward two steps back actually more like that yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. as everyone has told us this is a great piece of advice uh, nothing lasts forever everything yeah. is changeable and Everything's the whole thing with a newborn is that it's just dynamic it's all a phase yeah even beyond newborn and even beyond newborn yeah. which we are finding out and which we will cover in the new season but in the meantime we're going to take a few months off as i said at the beginning of the episode just to enjoy being a new little family exactly. and all get to know each other but the journey doesn't stop there we're still going to be posting on instagram and you can still follow us what we're up to on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. or week-to-week basis, however much you want to post. Occasionally. <laughs> Occasionally. Yeah. yeah, however busy you are. Um, on Instagram. And that will also be where we'll give any... Indication as to when the next season's going to be launched. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. And with that, we're at the end of season one of The Parent Diaries. Crazy. Crazy. Th- thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Yeah. We really, really appreciate it, and all the feedback that everyone's given, all the positive reviews, messages. and all the messages yeah. as well. And it's really, really nice to see that we've at least helped in some way some people yeah. along their own journeys as well, because that really makes a difference. And that's kind of why we started the podcast in the first place was just to kind of really highlight what it's like step by step. In real time, (laughs) going through this crazy journey and the reality of it all, exactly. Anything else to say, Kate? Looking forward to sharing the next chapters of this journey with you guys. Hey, we've collectively held a baby more than three times. We definitely have. (laughs) And we're still not celebrities, midwives, or doctors. (laughs) No, but thank you very much, and we will see you next season. See you soon, guys. Bye. Bye. So that's it for another episode of The Parent Diaries. Don't forget to subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it's out. Also, we'd love you to give us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, as it helps others to find the show. Five-star reviews, greatly appreciated. If you'd like to get in touch with us or if you've any suggestions for the show, drop us an email at theparentdiariesuk at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram at theparentdiariesuk. Thanks again and catch you on the next episode.